This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scotty, here it is. Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. You know, I worry about this 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 headline just because I feel like it gives it a lot away. Okay, but it's I may be worth it for the laugh. Here it is. That's a good headline. Yeah. Okay. Scientists open 195 year old time capsule and mm-hmm. find nothing inside. <laughs> oh man. That gives you that deep down empty <laughs> feeling inside that can only be fixed by an episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. Uh, I'm Kurt Browneler. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. This is the silliest little podcast there ever was. And I was thinking about the other day, I'm having more fun recording this podcast now than at any point in the last three years. Really? It's just a delight. It's a delight. a great time. I really enjoy, it's a nice... I just realized I never see anybody. I see you. Why don't we do yeah. this? Do you know <laughs> no. what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. I see my wife and children and you. And my wife it's is so in fun. Berlin right now, so I'm only Ooh. seeing you. I was wondering. I saw her some of her posts um, on Instagram, and I was like, cool, where is she? And I, for some reason, this, uh, this is how worldly I am. I was like, I think she's in Portugal, but she's in Berlin. So mm-hmm. there you go. Very different cultures, very different <laughs> countries. I'm banging out a liquid IV energy right now, folks. Dude, I just got two boxes. I, I went to the P.O. box and got tons of banana mail. Thank you to all the bananas that send us so many fun and great things. Uh, and I have some toys and games and stuff for your kids, oh, great. Too, Kurt, that people sent. But yeah, I got. I had two boxes of Liquid IV, our favorite, oh. a sponsor of the show. The sponsor, I I literally drink it every day, and I I was like, <laughs> I honestly was imagining because I I texted Scotty, you know, because we we're supposed to record in about a half hour, and I was like, I'm just lo- I'm just loading up in Liquid IV, and I'm ready to record. <laughs> and I, if you could put it in a gun, and mm-hmm. and I could shoot it into my blood, I would yep. do it. Yeah, That's how they should sell I- actual IVs for that thing. <laughs> Where you just like, I just like slot it, cock it, shoot it into your arm, and then you're ready to go. Yep, pretty fun. Um, pretty fun time. I just got a haircut, and I look like um, a little boy who got a lollipop. It He's, is short. It is, it is short for you. I because you know what I. <laughs> I went for it long on top. I wanted to go yeah. for that sweet Peaky Blinders look, like Ooh. just shaved all around and then kind of longish on top. Yeah. And um, it just flops over and it makes it look like I have a comb over. It's weird. So <laughs> I, It's a nice haircut. It's In three days, it's going to be incredible. Also, P.S., I was just in Ireland. That haircut, that Peaky Blinders shaved and yeah. super shaggy bangs in the front, yeah. all the rage. It's still. all the rage, right? 
They still I, love um, it 150 years trip. later. Yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> Killian Murphy can do no wrong. He can with do those no piercing blue eyes. Wrong. Um, but I, on my way over there, I was like, I don't want to just step off the plane in the UK and in Ireland and just look like 101% American. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to do because we really do. And I noticed it. Oh, there. yeah. We stand out like sore thumbs. Mm-hmm. So I bought a pair of Adidas just to walk around. I Sweet. never really wear Adidas, but it's because I wear so many Vans and stuff. I was like, I don't want to step off the plane in Vans and have them be like, oh, look at Southern California showing up. Right. Kurt, Vans are the most <laughs> popular shoe. <laughs> they are so popular there. Two things. One, everybody's wearing Vans or Vans t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, everybody. All three of those countries. Vans and, and Black Chuck Taylors, Black, Con- Black Converse, super popular. Whoa. And had they replaced, like, were they as popular as, like, Adidas? Soccer yeah, sh- they were up. They were at that level. Wow. They were, Vans were everywhere. So then uh, by wearing Adidas, I, I, I still look fine. But it was comical. And then I don't know what happened in the last few years, but at least since the last time I was in England, people wear shirts that say Los Angeles or California what? or Malibu what? like crazy. What? California <laughs> is so popular in London. <laughs> It is like every other, every fifth shirt said Los Angeles on it. And I'm talking everybody. And so it got to the point <laughs> where then, so I, I noticed it. I yeah. was like, look at all these. And I noticed it everywhere. I noticed it in Dublin. And then I saw somebody wearing a San Diego sweatshirt and, and clearly a Brit or clearly somebody yeah. from over there. And I was like, well, that's kind of a stretch. But I was like, you know what? San Diego to the rest of the world is gorgeous you yes. know it's a beautiful vacation yeah. destination probably the best weather in the planet it's what you imagine los angeles looks like when you think about los angeles mm-hmm. you think like oh palm trees beautiful not just strip malls which is what los angeles mostly <laughs> yeah, is just donut shops and vape yeah shops. <laughs> and then so like three days later i'm still seeing la los angeles los angeles hollywood hollywood malibu malibu san diego and then i round this corner and i see a woman <laughs> Wearing a sweatshirt that says Sacramento. And I just started <laughs> no, laughing no, so hard. No, you didn't. <laughs> there are people in Sacramento <laughs> that you couldn't pay, born and raised, to wear a sweatshirt that says Sacramento, the great capital of California. <laughs> I was like, boy, that's how popular California is in the UK. You can wear a Sacramento sweatshirt and fit right in. Is it that they imagine that it's simply the opposite of where they are, like always sunny? And like carefree. Is that what it is? That maybe what it is? Like you always want, it's always what's what you don't have is what you want, right? Or like what you think is cool. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know that, um, and you know, I I can never and would never speak for the women out there, but I've sensed that those sort of dad crew neck sweatshirts that say like Paris, like a bold. Uh huh. Jackson Hole or wherever yeah. are very popular. And so I think L.A. just seems really nice and glamorous to people who've never visited it before. 
But shout out to that woman for getting a true LOL out of me for just shocking me with <laughs> Sacramento. <laughs> boy, oh boy, what a town. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and just to remind everybody, if you live uh, in Atlanta or Raleigh, Atlanta City Winery is about to sell out, which is very, yeah, very exciting. It's a big venue, yeah. Um, Raleigh. And we're selling bottles of wine to the bananas who are coming. Yeah. You can get bananas bottles of wine it's at City Winery. We'll sign them we'll pose with them we'll pop them with you it has a picture of us on the bottle um Mm -hmm. and yeah we'll be sitting there selling them and signing them it'll be really fun and raleigh um come on let's get let's sell raleigh out too and then of course baltimore baltimore Baltimore. richmond brooklyn in november 11th 12th and 13th great shows um no beavers no beavers happening in Baltimore. That's where Sam tried. We tried, and we got. We didn't get a permanent no, but the person at the Maryland Science Center that we had been in contact with, the response email made me think something else is going on that has nothing to do with the banana boys bringing beavers back to Baltimore. Uh-huh. I think she's overwhelmed with stuff, and she was like, "I just can't make this happen on that date. I'm so sorry." So, anyways, we're gonna try again. We're never gonna stop trying to get the beavers back in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. And um, and then, of course, uh, Philly, December 8th. And then there should be one more date. I was thinking Pittsburgh. Are you okay with Pittsburgh if we go from Philly to Pittsburgh? And That's then you go back down to smart. Maryland? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. All right. That's a great city. If you have a Pittsburgh venue, could you please mm-hmm. DM me personally, Kurt Brownoller, mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't get lost in Bananas DMs. Um, if you have a great Pittsburgh venue around 200 seats, that would be amazing. I love Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's so fun. We'll have such a good it's time It's the most there. fun. And also, we've talked about on the pod, Heinz ketchup is the number one ketchup for a reason. Yeah. If your restaurant serves <laughs> some homemade ketchup, you can <laughs> squirt it joyfully up your derriere because it is terrible. Heinz is number one, baby. So Pittsburgh, we're going to try to find a venue, I guess. We'll try and find a venue and then maybe also do a Heinz tour with everybody. Maybe we can organize Ooh. our own Heinz tour. Ooh. A Bananas Podcast Heinz tour? I can think of 57 reasons why I'd want to go on that <laughs> tour. Here it is. Scientists open mm. a 195-year-old time capsule at West Point and find nothing inside. Jeez, this, Louise. This was sent in by Katie. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Uh, this was written by Doug G. Ware for Stars and Stripes. Oh, I love that publication. I can't get enough. Good job, Doug. Best in the biz. And I just want everybody to know, Stars and Stripes, whatever it is, I'm assuming it's a military publication, is having a back-to-school digital access sale. (laughs) 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 You can save 50% off your subscription to Stars and Stripes. I'm betting the majority of people who get Stars and Stripes get it delivered to their home. And are uh, age 70 and up. But here we go. Okay. Scientists open a 195-year-old time capsule. At West Point, find nothing inside. Dozens of people at the U.S. military of West Point, New York. Dozens of people. They did this at a ceremony. Were surprised Monday when officials opened what was thought to be a nearly 200-year-old time capsule and Mm. found nothing inside except a layer of dirt. Oh, no. This picture is of this dude opening this time capsule, and people are 
like they got their arms in the air. Uh, like we're opening a time capsule. They're all in uniform. They're very yeah. excited. What is the world like? What did 200 years ago want us to know? Yeah, what did they value back then? Quote, we are not certain if it's soil or mud or dust, Paul Hudson, a West Point archaeologist, said in the moments after removing the lid from the box. In the moments, which is about one cubic foot in size, it may not be anything. If anything was placed in the box when it was buried in 1828, in the base of a Thaddeus Kajusko monument, no part of it was recognizable when the lid was pried off during the unveiling Monday. They had an unveiling Kajusko. But I would have gone to that. Oh, like, 100%. I, if, if they said, hey, we're opening, I did the math. I ran the math on my phone. 1828, it said. 1828. Years. Wow. I, I ran the numbers over here. And if somebody <laughs> said, hey, we're opening a box that was sealed in 1828 to see what's inside, do you want to show up? I'd be like, if it's after 10 a.m., count me in. Here it is. If anything was placed in the box when it, when it was buried in 1828 in the, the base numbers. of a Thaddeus Kajusko monument, no part of it was recognizable when they opened the mitt at an unveiling. Kajusko was a m- Polish-born military engineer who fought in the Revolutionary War and mm. engineered fortifications at West Point in the late 18th century. Hmm. And his dream was to put a donut inside a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. That's what it was. The guy it just, was a donut. He was great at bridges. He was just terrible at knowing how long food preserves last. <laughs> he just put a hoagie in there and sealed it up, popped it in. <laughs> it was a powdered donut. That's what they discovered. That's not dirt. Did you taste it? Did you, you wimps? taste it, you assholes? We don't want to think that they went to all the trouble to put a box in the monument and not put anything in it, Hudson said. We will screen all the silt through a fine mesh screen to see if we can find any remains in it. Donut. And determine what, if anything, was in here. Potentially, it was something small and organic that may have come apart over time, but we're just not certain. Um, But that's even weirder. Small and organic is so strange. It, huh? I mean... I th- what would they have wanted? You really want a person? You want a handwritten note? Yeah. You want something that says what's going on that day, and like, hey, it's this day and this year. The weather's like this. This is where. Blah, oh, that's blah, blah. probably what it an- was. Yeah. That's organic, Matt. Right. That paper's organic, so it could just have, you know, crumbled and dissolved. Maybe it was a dust. baked potato. Maybe he just had a great, perfect baked potato. He was hiding it Here from his go. wife. She's <laughs> always getting in on him. And he put it in the box and stashed it in his own statue. I'll always have my potato. He, w- he just would go to sleep thinking about it at night. If everything goes bad, I've got my potato. I, I do got my jacket potato. I do have to get it out of that statue. But um, the box was discovered a few months ago when renovations were being done to the eight-foot-tall mm. bronze Krajusko monument. Hudson said the box was previously x-rayed, but the scan was inconclusive because the container is made of lead. Oh my god. A metal that's often too dense for x-rays to penetrate. Wow. Well, I'd say so. Um, So yeah, Academy officials determined the capsule was placed in the base uh, by cadets in 1828, 26 years after the Academy's founding. Monday's Mm. ceremony included panels of scientists, historians, blah, 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 big audience... Um, Lieutenant, oh, this is good. I love this. Lieutenant General Steve Gillen. This guy fucked it all. If this is a classic Schrodinger's box, this guy is the reason there's only dirt inside. Yeah. Lieutenant General Steve Gillen, the Academy superintendent, said before the box opening, I guarantee you it's going to be better than Geraldo. (laughs) 
<laughs> One more time. I guarantee you it's going to be better than Geraldo. <laughs> than Geraldo. Yeah. Oh, Geraldo Rivera? Yeah, remember when he opened up Al Capone's safe and there was nothing inside except for like a beer bottle? Dude, I had 100% forgotten about that. It, I cannot believe <laughs> I had forgotten about that extreme. I, oh, I guess I've just blanked that it was loser such out of a my mind big completely. De- He's such a loser. But it was such a big deal. It was on like primetime television. It was like Al Capone's safe. And it was such a huge deal that's right Damn. yeah i totally forgot about that well this guy who would follow this lieutenant general into battle yeah. i guaranteed victory <laughs> upon the field and sea at that moment whatever was in there crumbled you know it just kept it was like it existing in superposition of existence and non-existence and then it just crumbled when he said that or is this the greatest practical joke in american history did Ooh. somebody bury this thing so with so much pomp and circumstance yeah. is the original internet troll exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. defied expectations what did we say we were going to put in a time capsule did we decide i over the years i've realized that i don't remember almost anything my biggest blank spot in life is bananas podcast <laughs> and once it is said here yeah there's once no we talk i am flying by the seat of my pants yeah. i prep the stories and then it's letter rip but yeah we got to uh we got to go back because we did have a time capsule mention in an app and also we Time capsule is the easiest thing in the world to do. You and I should just be bearing them every time we do a live show in a city. I just agree something. 100%. And then just be like, open this in three weeks. Like, don't even wait That's that long. <laughs> this one actually does have a donut in it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fun. We definitely did one in my middle school and my elementary school. And I don't, I think that they were all lining it up to open at the year 2000 and i don't know if they ever did i bet there were tons of opened on the millennium i bet yeah. tons of people you know were like hey we're it, we're elementary school students in the 1950s we're gonna have somebody open this up in the year 2000 can you yeah. imagine kids i love the and actually everybody. you know what i think it's a really cool idea because i have a i just thought like i have a laminator <laughs> so i can like laminate no stuff dust on that paper yeah and that won't dissolve um, it would be nice to have my kids do something for themselves, like on their way to college or whatever. Yes. And then buried in the front yard and then forget about I, it when we sell the house ooh, and then yeah. have to come I, back. It would be fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you couldn't do it in a lead box, but what if we just started burying Polaroid cameras loaded with film already in them? Or disposable cameras where we took a few photos on the first because in the future, it's going to be so hard to get film developed. But it'll be like this task. People, because it, it adds another le- level of suspense where it's like, oh, a camera. Yeah. And then they have to get it developed. And that could take them weeks. <laughs> and then it'll just be like us holding, you know, two giant uh, cold cut sandwiches and smiling. <laughs> I have this, I'm looking at it right now, I have my camcorder from my childhood, and it takes those VHS-C tapes, do you remember those, the little ones? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a place in LA that will digitize VHS-C tapes. Yeah. And I think maybe this week I'll bring them down and get them digitized to see what's on there. A that's lot a of it's place. upsetting, I remember that. You mean, you mean just you behaving like a total loser? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah, yeah, We like one of our movies uh, was called Invasion of the Martian Penises, and you can imagine oh. all of the all the jokes are just uh, dick jokes the whole time. And, and our it, spaceship was a tampon that landed on a globe. 
But that's, you know... Classic. But you got to get it out of your system young. That's <laughs> there we why go. You are so, so positive, Scott. It is so positive. But you do. We all have... It's like, if you don't get those bad jokes out of your system in they middle stick. school and high school, then you are the person who's still telling dead baby jokes or whatever yeah. at a bar in your 40s. And you just got to let it go. Yep. You gotta burn it down. Give me one, Scotty. Well, that's very funny. The funniest. I would have absolutely gone to that. Also, Bananimals, if they're opening one in your town, we're not showing up for it. But let us know because we want to know if there's <laughs> actually something funny and cool inside yes. of a time capsule. Yeah, time capsule is a good name for that too. They could have gone a lot of ways. I know but the the phrase time capsule is pretty cool. It really is good. You could it could have been like record box or something. Yeah, and time capsule is awesome. Time capsule is a really capsule's a good name. You don't you don't right now we never say capsule unless we're talking about a pill, I feel like. Yeah. Time capsule. Yeah, space capsule used to be the thing. Right. But that's a really whoever came up with that, they probably wrote it down and put the reason why in a time capsule <laughs> that is yet to be discovered yet. <laughs> you know what we get a lot on this podcast, and we've done a couple of them, is we get so many messages in a bottle or notes in a bottle or letters in a bottle thrown into the sea and found by somebody yes. else. But there's one, and I'll dig back through on my phone. Maybe I'll try to do it for the next episode, which was a person found their own bottle. What? Yeah, they threw a bottle in and then found it like 15 years later. <laughs> I love. We did do one early. I think in 2020 that was like a person that was single looking for love threw it out and it was discovered uh, on the same beach yes. 25 years later. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't no, no, go. No, no, that anywhere. yeah, cuz I remember thinking like yeah, it just it just went out with the tide and it came right back with the tide. It just is yeah. a specific type of thing that area. Oh. <laughs> just just original hinge dating, original bumble like just hey, the two of us let's put notes in, let's say our measurements and throw it out to sea our and measurements. boy. We're going to find a handsome Argentinian. I love measurements for men just like 44L suit. (laughs) (laughs) 10 size shoe, seven and a half glove. (laughs) Do you know your, are there such things as glove sizes? I've never had a glove size. Yeah, there are. And there's hat sizes too. Yeah, hat size, I know. You know your hat size? I do, because I got a fitted yeah. Dodgers hat a little oh. bit ago. But I'm actually in between. I got a, I got a seven and a quarter. I'm a, almost I'm a, a seven, seven and a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's um, a good head so, size these days. It's a classic head size. Yeah, I don't it have... Really I never got my... Um, I'm looking at my sizes right now. Because you know what I want to do, Scotty? What's that? I want a casual suit to wear around. I feel like I'm of the age where I could just yeah. rock a casual suit. You'd look good in that. I think that's a great idea. Like I don't know, a linen suit or something. I don't. That's. I've been going back and forth, but I don't know. I've had a bug up my ass about it for about three hours now, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. I think a signature look is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, start at forty-seven. <laughs> but, but that's also if you do it any younger than that, you're a jerk. Like yeah. It's like anybody over the age of 65 can wear any hat and look yes. cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you're 23 and you wear a fedora, you have big problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're six, if you're 19 and you're wearing a beret, people look at you weird. If you're 90 and you're wearing a beret, they're like, I want to sit next to that lady and get some wisdom. Yeah, because I, I just remember seeing, I was 22 or 23, and seeing Mike Myers improvise with UCB on like that tiny little stage at their first uh, location. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mike Myers was maybe f- in 40. Do you know what I mean? Maybe maybe in his 40s. 
but he was dressed the same way I was dressed. And I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> Mike Myers, he was, uh, we're talking about Austin Powers, Wayne's World, Mike Myers, right? Y- yeah, not the SNL murderer, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Not Mike Myers. The whole the Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I didn't franchise. see that one improvise. But he was excellent, right? He was like a great improviser back he then. He was good. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard, I've always heard he was a really great improviser. But yeah, I know if, uh, yes, I think I support this. You're entering your Tom Wolf phase yes. where it's like, that's a good, cool look. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe we can get a suit sponsor for you. Maybe we can yes. find somebody because I think it's about picturing the color. Like you're saying, linen. Yeah. Linen's tough year round. But if we can find that signature suit color that really. I don't know if you're an autumn Kurt. I don't know if you're a spring. I feel like but we'll an. Find I, out. I almost feel like I remember when I was a kid, and this is what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. I had from TJ Maxx a, a, a off white, like thin suit that Ooh. then I would roll the sleeves up a la Don Johnson in Miami <laughs> Vice. And <laughs> yeah. I had a pink shirt on underneath with a skinny tie. And I would wear that today. I I'd yeah. love to wear that today. Well, I hope you do do that, and I'll be your Tubbs, and I'll just yes. get a hat printed that says Tubbs on the front, and people will be like, very cool. Um, okay, people Zane like, Cooper's. You're old. <laughs> yeah. You guys are referencing shows that are 100 years old. Get back in the time capsule, you old creeps. Okay, Zane Cooper sent this in a long time ago. I bet he can't believe that I'm doing it. This was written by... Julia Binswanger. Yes! The old She's classic so Binswanger. She's so good at writing for Smithsonian. Smithsonian, that's a real publication. Oh, you're this giving is me... High I don't even know stuff. what this headline is yet. I'm excited about Smithsonian. This 19-year-old biked from Alaska to Argentina. Whoa. Oh, my God. This is some real banana stuff. Wow. And there's a sentence in the second-to-last paragraph that is so the spirit of this podcast. Here we go. On August 1st, 2021, Liam Garner strapped a tent and a sleeping bag to his KHS Zaka mountain bike and started pedaling south. With his peers preparing for their first semester in college, the 17-year-old from Long Beach, California, had another plan. He decided he was going to bike his way from Alaska to Argentina. Wow. When you're 17, you really do feel invincible. You know, my dad. Uh, he would start at Prudhoe Bay in Alaska, the northernmost point in the United States, accessible by road. And his goal was to reach the southernmost point in South America, uh, which I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to go for it anyways. Uh, Ush. Oh, man. How do I say this? Ush or Ush. Ushuaiwa. God, I'm blowing this yeah. one. This is embarrassing. Argentina. Okay. I got that part. Um his budget was $450 a month. Oh, okay. Cheaper than I expected. Yeah. Garner said, I spent the entire month after I graduated just getting the equipment, and then I left. It was really rapid. It wasn't planned out very hard to begin with. Garner had already ridden his bike once from Los Angeles to San Francisco, a trip he had documented on TikTok. And later, he told USA Today's Eve Chen, who's also the best in the business, Yeah. He read To Shake the Sleeping Self by Jedediah Jenkins, which chronicles the author's cycling journey from Oregon to Patagonia and realized he wanted to go bigger. Oh, wow. This is when it gets bananas. Yeah. 
Garner said, I hadn't ridden a bike in over six months, and what? I didn't even what? have a bike until the what? month I left. <laughs> it's good to have blind confidence in yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yes, that classic yes, bananas. Did he say it's good to have blind confidence in yeah, yourself sometimes? That's a quote. Oh, that's a quote. Yeah. That's great. That's exactly what we believe. Garner's mother worried for her son's safety and had misgivings about the trip. The teen didn't even tell his father his plans until he was already up in Alaska. Wow. Eventually, however, I know. He's doing it so right. Yeah. Uh, eventually, sorry, Dad, I'm in uh, the northernmost point, Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. Um, eventually, his both, uh, eventually, both of his parents, however, became his biggest supporters. The trip was not without its setbacks, including multiple robberies, intense weather, and one severe injury. At one point, after biking multiple days in southern Mexico jungle with over 100-degree heat, he and a friend who had joined a leg of the trip almost called it quits. My friend talked to me and said, hey, if this continues like this and it gets any hotter in Central America, let's just agree to take the bus back because there's no point in suffering. Uh-huh. That kid's a wimp. Yeah, that, that kid's a wimp. A smart wimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make it to Guatemala. The weather cooled down and the pair continued on. At another point in Colombia, Garner hit a pothole going downhill and landed on his head without his helmet. Ooh. Not good. You got to wear those helmets, guys. You only have one smooth brain in this lifetime. I just remember waking up covered in blood, and I didn't even know what had happened. I had to get 40 stitches. They did plastic surgery to stitch my ear back together, and that ended up taking an entire month in and out of the hospital. Wow. In and out of the hospital down there, or he flew home? Down there. Wow. down there. Okay. Still, Garner said, no regrets. When I was little, I was diagnosed with Asperger's. Uh I've always struggled with school and routine, and I think that this was a really big part of why I've become so attracted to the idea of this big adventure away from civilization. Okay. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Make it work for you. Yeah, put it to work. Side note, I've just read something that nobody's using their Pelotons anymore. I, (laughs) (laughs) I just was reading something about walking something uh-huh. walking boards yeah. walking whatever those things are called and they were like people are using these more sales are up two thousand percent what are Nobody's walking using boards anymore. it's called a um but also you know what it's a great time to get a peloton <laughs> i believe they're called walking pads they're just a I treadmill yeah so <laughs> let me see yes oh yeah but they don't pads. but they don't have they're not a um electric right they are, but they only go like four and a half miles an hour. So they're basically for like treadmill desks. They're for people that just need to get some steps in. Okay. Walking pads, the new Peloton. I just I ordered like a Peloton today, Scotty. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Because you can rent them now for incredibly cheap. Oh, you're no poser. See, that's cool. You, you're third wave. I always like people that let it let it. Cool down I just have two bit. friends because they're like they're so cheap now that two friends of mine um, were like well, we got them and they're amazing and I was like okay I'll try it and um, my deal is I'm gonna have it for six months and if I don't use it a hundred times in six months I'm gonna send it back and I got like oh, a big will. I got a board with a hundred day I got a hundred day countdown calendar on it and I'll just mark off each day that I do and uh, if I'm not using it I'm sending it back It'll be cool when you're like uh, 10 days away from the six months wrapping up and you have to do 20 sessions yeah. just in those 10. You're just doing two a days just <laughs> yep. to justify keeping it. If, if, and if, that, if that happens, then that means I really like it, you know? Yeah, man. 
Uh, Gardner is a first-generation Mexican-American immigrant, and he says that the trip helped him connect to his roots. Quote, my whole family is from Mexico, so crossing the entire country on a bike and reconnecting with my culture and staying with my family along the way and learning the language and the place that my family is from was nice. so deeply important. Awesome. Yeah, this kid rules. Yeah. This kid's amazing. On January 10th, 2023. So again, he took off August 1st, 2021. Okay. I'm running the numbers over here. I was going to. I was going to. I was going to run them. Um, yeah, run the numbers. Okay, some uh, Prudhoe Bay. Prudhoe Bay on August first. Uh, I want to just find out how many miles it is to where. What Argentina? Spell it out. Oh boy, I am just do it. I'll spell it out. Yeah, no, I can read it. U S H U A I A. Ushuaia. Ushuaia? Maybe Ushuaia? It says can't find a way there. (laughs) That's what's cool. Try again. Maybe I'm hitting that. You can do it. There is a way there. Garner finally reached his destination on January 10th, 2023 in Ushuaia when he had biked nearly 20,000 miles through 14 countries. 20,000 miles. 20,000 miles, 14 countries. 527 days. 527 days. Not bad. He went through. So I guess he made it through and then like, so it was just always warm, right? I mean, it was never. Yeah, he started in August. And yeah, so that's great. I mean, I think it was scalding hot. He started in August? That seems crazy. He's got to get out of Canada quick then because it starts getting cold. I know. That's crazy. I biked. I also, know, the, the road so from I had my my uh, my brother-in-law rode his motorcycle from from Southern California to uh, Alaska, and he was saying that that road that that goes through the Yukon, it's just like there'll be like two hundred miles with no no thing. It's no just services. a just a road. Yeah, that's true. I wanted to do that drive years ago from LA to Alaska. I was dating somebody who got a free Ford Fiesta. And <laughs> her whole thing was like, hey, road trip with this Ford Fiesta and document it. And that we considered it. And they were like, you have to leave mid-July and get there by mid-August because the weather can turn even in September. And they said the same thing. They're like, that road is empty. Yeah. Glad we didn't do it, actually. Yeah. Um, he said, I biked through Mexico, Central America, Colombia, Peru, Peru Ecuador. Everything uh, from there to here. And now I'm standing here at the end of the world. He announced on TikTok upon his arrival. Here's the sentence that made me choose this. Okay. When I graduated high school, I wanted to do something so absurd and incredibly unbelievable that if I managed to pull it off somehow, I would never be able to doubt myself again. Yes. That's amazing. I love that guy. This kid is the best. Despite his long journey, Curdy B, he decided against taking a quick flight back to California. Instead, the cyclist is currently backpacking his way home. <laughs> what he, he sold his bike in Argentina, just gave it I to somebody. I guess so. <laughs> uh, Liam Gardner, good for you. That is such a good quote. Doing something so absurd and incredibly unbelievable that if I managed to pull it off somehow, I would never be able to doubt myself again. I love it. Damn. Congratulations, dude. That's Damn. the best. Yeah, this kid I, is awesome. I do have, I mean, like, I still have high hopes to doing, like, some section of the Pacific Crest Trail, ideally with Olive and or Gus. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just, uh, yeah, it, it would be that. Is would, it a time commitment? Is that the problem? It's a time commitment. Also, like, by the time that they're old enough to do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will I be too old? I'm not a, I'm an athletic person, but I'm not an extremely athletic person. I think um, you could do it. But I would be doing it at like 59 or 60, you know? My Uncle Pete did the Appalachian Trail, I think, in his 70s. Yeah, people do do it. But I always think that the people who are doing it in their 70s are lifelong athletes, you that know? That is true. That is yeah. true. I feel like... But it gives you something to shoot for, you know? Yeah, that's what... Hey, I'm getting a Peloton. You're getting I'm a Peloton? Renting, I'm bike, rent, I'm renting a Peloton. <laughs> I think they're still trying to finish that trail from Washington State to Washington, D.C., the bike trail that <gasps> wow. is continuous and goes on old rail lines. That's so cool. If that happens, Rails to trails. Or maybe we both have to do it, but I simply must do that ride in my lifetime. Oh, I love that idea. That's Wouldn't that gorgeous. Be the best? Yes. I just, that's all I want to do with my time. That is all yeah. I want to do with my time is I want to walk long distances or ride long <laughs> distances. It's really all yeah. I want. We're walk boys. We're you can support Door boys. to Shore 3, by oh, yes. the way. We haven't been pushing it at all. We're doing Door to Shore 3 in October. For those, we're going to have our link up on our Instagram. But Curdy B and I are walking out of our front doors, meeting up, and walking directly to the Pacific Ocean Shore. 19 it's miles. 19 miles. It's, a, it's like 34,000 steps or something insane. But anyways, this is our third year doing it. It's for Cast LA. Please, if you have $5, $10, $100, if your dear Aunt Brudenhilda died and left you millions of bucks, we'll take as much money as you'll donate to help Cast LA who support victims of human trafficking. And if you and also, yourself are interested in walking for charity, this is the best part about uh, mm-hmm. The way we, we don't charge any, you don't have to sign up and and give Hell us thirty five dollars no. for a race bib. No. Although maybe that would be no. kind of fun. No. Uh, you you get to choose your charity and you get to walk it. This is your opportunity to do a very small version of biking for of an absurd thing that will convince yes. you that you can do anything in your life. Choose a charity, announce it on your socials, and then yep. walk from your door on October 21st, walk from your door into the closest body of water. I don't care if you live on a lake or if it's a 19-mile walk. Yeah, it can be you can be the pool across the street. The whole point is you're raising money for whatever calls you choose and let us know. We'll shout you out too if you do a door to shore wherever you are in Australia or Iceland or wherever you live. Do a door to shore October 21st. Yeah, baby. We're going to tease us into a hot ass break. Oh hell B. yeah, here it is, dude. I'm pretty excited about this one. A nano engineer teamed up with Rihanna's tattoo artist to make Smart Ink. Well, she already has a billion dollars, so she might as well have two or three billion dollars. I'd rather <laughs> Rihanna was one of the richest people in the world than some of these stinkers. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, we'll be right back with more. And we are back. Scotty, you got any shout-outs, pal? I got some shout-outs. I got four shout-outs here. And again, these are backlogs. So if you haven't heard yours yet, you'd be surprised. I'm going way back. Anywho, 
Annie Merrill wants to shout out her friend Kelly, who kicked cancer's ass and is a full-time working mom with two boys. She and her husband did a road trip where they listened to bananas for the first time, so hopefully we can count them as bananas now. Mm-hmm. Annie says, Kelly is seriously the best person who is coming off a rough year, so Kelly, Curdy B, and I say, keep kicking ass. You're doing great. Oh, Proud hell yeah. Um, congratulations on your fresh health. Jamie wants to shout out Skate Bush, which I guess is a handle, but maybe somebody's name. Um, Jamie says Skate Bush and himself. I mean, if it's a typo and it's Kate Bush, cool. Um, they're finally booking their first overseas trip together after four years of dating. So after four years of dating, Curdy B, they're going to Tokyo. Nice. Um, COVID got in the way. The Great Quarter got in the way. All these different things got in the way. And also, this they probably already went. So, Jamie, hopefully you and Skate Bush had a wonderful time in Tokyo together. That's a lovely couple's trip, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, two more quickies. Katie Cameron wants to shout out her partner, Cody Cameron. They love a hard K in that family, don't they? <laughs> Cody Cameron and Katie Cameron. Where are the Camerons? Uh, he's finishing his UX UI uh, courses, which is user experience design and user interface design for those people like me who had no idea what that meant. <laughs> um, software design, I think. Nice. And he is excited to start designing with empathy. Oh, uh, Katie nice. is proud of him for choosing a new direction. And Curdy B, I know these names. We met them at our Minneapolis show, which was a really good life. It was show. a really fun show. That one. Soup to nuts, fun show. So thanks so much and congratulations, bud. And last but not least, Emma said in August 2020, she lost the most important person in her life. She didn't think she could go on and was struggling more than she let anybody know. But now, after three years of therapy and lots and lots of episodes of Bananas, including a live show where we met Emma, uh, and lots of hard work, she has just purchased a home with her dream partner, and she's doing great. Congratulations. Uh, She says, I don't know if I could have done it without the silliest little podcast there ever was. Oh, that's Blue skies and big consensual hugs to you, Emma. So glad you're doing better. And uh, send us your shout-outs. It takes us a while. No birthdays, no anniversaries, everything else. Zanier, the better. But um, thanks for sending them to thebananaspodcast at gmail.com or thebananaspodcast on Instagram. So this was sent in by <clears throat> Laurel Powers Miller, a fantastic name. What a nice Great name. name. Great name. Um, this was on LAist. This was written by Let's Ray see. Ellen Bichell. Mm, Best in the biz. B- Bichell. Bichell in the biz. Um, for KFF Health News. Ooh, I'm I'm up early reading that one. I get up a little before the sunrise because I don't want to see the next day without reading that website you mentioned. You talking about Kentucky Freedom Forum Health News? <laughs> K- KFF? I have no, I have no one idea. One and what only. It is. Uh, mad scientist kind of moments happen fairly often for nano engineer Carson Bruns. A few months Ooh. ago in his lab at the University of Colorado Boulder, he tested Ooh. his latest invention on his own arm and asked a colleague for help. We were like, okay, we're going to tattoo ourselves. Can you help us okay. today? He said mm-hmm. that tattoo is like a freckle, a little blue dot, but he can turn it on and off. Like the way a mood ring changes color with temperature, this tattoo changes with light. Ultraviolet turns it on, and daylight or even a flashlight turns it off. Can you imagine? Isn't this amazing? Sign me up. Sign me up. Right? Love that. (laughs) 
you can go to court and turn it off and then go to the party and turn it on and then yeah. go to grandma's house and turn it off, said Bruns, who is affiliated with the university's Atlas Institute, which prides itself mm. on fostering out-of-the-box ideas. Great idea. Uh, Bruns started a company with tattoo artist to the stars Keith Bang Bang McCurdy. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. <laughs> Keith McCurdy is kind of a silly name anyways. Yeah. Throw that Bang Bang in there. Yeah. It's a classic. Limit. It's a it's a hilarious name. Um, along with a former doctoral student, early next year they plan to release their first product, Magic Ink, to a group of hand-picked artists. The business partners have long-term hopes for smart tattoos that have a health value, but cosmetics are cheaper and simpler to get to consumers than medical devices, so that's where they're starting. The new right. ink will enter a market in a moment of flux for the regulation of cosmetics. This is a whole thing about the FDA and how the FDA uh, has never regulated tattoo ink. Um, oh, like well, that's tattoo kind of inks interesting. don't even have to be sterile, which is crazy. That's horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying. Um, but the Modernization of Cosmetics Regulation Act of 2022. Uh, the FDA is expanding its authority over tattoo manufacturers. I'm sure all the tattoo artists who listen to Bananas have some opinions on that. Um, mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I don't think either the FDA or the tattoo ink industry really knows what it's going to look like. This is, again, all this about blah, 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 blah. Super boring shit yeah, that yeah. we don't <laughs> care about. We want to talk about tattoos. Here it is. Turn on and off. Brun said, Magic Ink is made of particles of dye encased Ooh. in beads of plexiglass, the same polymethyl methylarclate material in those dermal fillers people use to plump their lips. Dermal fillers well, those are... look so natural and good. I can't wait to see these tattoos. But wait until you can turn on your, your lips with your a lips. fluorescent light. <laughs> you could pump them up and then pump them back down when you want to go... A little, little, little less lippy to the, to the party. Cool. <laughs> wow. The future is going to be fucking apeshit. Um, yeah. Swear said many of the tattoo pigments in use now have been around for a long time, which gives some user a base comfort level about their safety. But mm -hmm. a new material comes with unknowns. If someone's going to get tattooed with magic ink, they have to accept a degree of uncertainty about what the future is going to hold with that. Yeah, ink. I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say but so. You'd have a you'd have a a, a ta an ink a tattoo ink that you can turn on and off. I I love that, Scotty. And I, I just realized we, well, we I don't know if we've talked about it extensively, but on the first episode of Bananas, I yes. asked Scotty. I said if this if this podcast becomes successful and yes. i and i use some like i don't know twenty five thousand subscribers um yes, which we've we've gone we past blew by it back then we i i had no idea i thought we'd have a solid core of two thousand people listening and yeah it exploded and um and i said if we get twenty five thousand subscribers what like what would you uh what tattoo the would tattoo you get? Of. and he said go that. ahead scotty I want a tiny giraffe that starts on the outside of my ankle and its neck goes all the way up. My entire body wraps around my leg, butt, torso, and goes all the way up till it feeds on a little plant behind one of my ears. <laughs> and, and someone did it. Someone 
So Scotty never got that tattoo because no, Scotty's I, like, I'm not actually going to get a tattoo. Yeah, I was I was betting on the house on that one. I'm like, mm, there's no way this podcast takes off. Turns out it was a sad year. 2020, people needed a little bananas in their life back then. And um, but we had a yes. listener. Yeah, go ahead. And she, well, and I sent you the photos. I amazing. sent Katie Levine the photos, our wonderful producer. Uh, somebody got that tattoo of a, f- a tiny skinny giraffe whose <laughs> neck goes from ankle to behind the ear where it eats some leaves. It eats a little, a little leaf behind his ear. And I can go back in the DMs and emails and find it, but I'll, let me find that banana again. If it is you who sent it to me and you're still paying attention to the podcast, DM us because we want permission because I'm sure people will want to see. I mean... It is. It's It's wild. It's wild. And I believe he got it in order to try and win a Bananimal back. I think that Correct. they had broken up. And he was yes. like, what can I do to get her back? I'll get this tattoo. The ultimate tattoo. <laughs> it's the tattoo that changes it's... lives and brings couples together. <laughs> also, I mean, I guess if I could get one that I could turn on and off with like a switch, yeah. maybe I would get it. Maybe I would get it. Um, yes. I mean, Damn, dude. wild totally wild i mean somebody really did get it. a few people had drawn it on like we had some people get temporary tattoos of it but then we did get sent ankle to ear giraffe neck tattoo at top 10 i mean first 10 episodes of the podcast we talked about it <laughs> i wonder we have our buddy taylor lynn black mayor dame who's done our splitting the city posters did our metal shirt she's mm-hmm. the tattoo artist that drew our metal shirts i wonder what she thinks i i I'm I would. To I would see like to what know what she says about this ink. Also, I think so I should ask. Good. I got to get my tattoo. I've still gotta not gotten my tattoo of this is temporary. Yeah, that's great. I got to get it. And also, if you can make that thing fade in the sunlight, holy smokes. Holy it's smokes. a joke on a joke. On a joke, on a joke, on well, a joke. Well, next time we do a show down in Texas, if we do another Austin show or da- we need to do a Dallas show, we have a ton of bananas in Dallas. We'll get. We'll make sure to swing on down to Taylor Lynn and uh, at Black Mare Dame. Yeah, and um, get it. That All metal right. shirt's so badass. I love it. It's really cool. But that is really cool. Like I, somebody showed me a car that can change colors. Like BMW has like a skin on their car where it can be white or black or gray. I think and really? like you can literally change the whole color of your car. And people are like, that's dumb. And I'm like, when they figure that out. Every single person will want that. A one hundred percent. I I always thought because there was a video online of a some car and it was like changing colors as the camera was moving around it, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I came to find out that it's literally a video from a, a how to on After Effects. it's like when you're like trying to learn how to like change the colors of things. Here's like here's yeah. a video of someone changing the colors of this car. And that's pretty cool. But yeah, no, they're coming out with that. All right. I love it. It's a whole new world out there. It's a whole new world. We're all going to have giant lips and tattoos just flashing on and off. I'm going to (laughs) get eat at Joe's on my forehead. Um, Kristen Lore sent this in. Thank you, Kristen. This is a good way to end this very special solo episode with you and me. Cats and cannons collide at Gettysburg's feline-themed Civil War Museum. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, what? Kristen Lore. I can't believe you didn't open with this. This is maybe a, my favorite of yeah, the stories. Yeah, it's going to be. Because also, we might be able to go visit it. Uh, okay. Well, we definitely can. 
It's, I used to go to Gettysburg so much, I got bored of it. That's what growing up in Maryland will do to you. Every, <laughs> like, every two years, your school's like, we're going to Gettysburg. And you're like, but why? <laughs> They're all dead. Um, this was on, speaking of, this was on why.org. All so right, perfect. Written by Sarah Stewart, who loves Sarah. cat news. Ah, thank you, Sarah. She, she's so good at what she does. Uh, before cats ruled the internet, the felines ran the battlefield. At least that's history as told by Gettysburg's Civil War Tales and Homestead Diorama Museum. The museum features painstakingly detailed miniatures, and the photos are incredible, uh, that portray pivotal battle moments using handmade clay cat figurines. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's painstakingly detailed miniature scenes that portray pivotal battle moments using handmade clay cat figurines, 8,000 of them and counting. Rebecca and Ruth Brown, the twin sister co-owners of Civil War Tales, that's T-A-I-L-S, were gearing up for their annual Labor Day scavenger hunt when Rebecca spoke with Pennsylvania Local in late August. Uh, They have visitors intently studying their dioramas to find quotes, facts, and items within the scene. But we try to make it a mix so the kids and non-history buffs uh, can do it too. But it's not too easy for history buffs, said Rebecca. No idea. Um, so the Browns opened their museum in 2015. All right. The Labor of Love dates back to the sisters' childhood in suburban Philadelphia, where homeschooled 11-year-olds became captivated by Civil War books. Quote, I read biographies on Generals Lee and Grant, said Rebecca, and since then I made them out of clay. Cats, she explains, were just easier to sculpt than people. (laughs) We've always had cats as pets. Everything we did was cats, she said. So when I made Lee and Grant, they just automatically came out as cats. And a hobby was born. Both sisters began making hordes of feline soldiers. In high school, they used their figurines to teach other homeschooled kids about the Civil War. Wow, okay. Wow, it's so great. The Browns of cur- uh, the Browns currently have close to a dozen dioramas on display. Each consists of a landscape reproducing a Civil War moment. Wow. With buildings and nature elements to scale, of course. <laughs> and one one-inch tall cat for each soldier. So one-inch tall little kitties dressed as Union... Or uh, rebel soldiers. Okay. Their biggest project depicts Little Round Top Battle, which is a huge battle uh, on the second day of the fighting at Gettysburg. And it's been 10 years in the making. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. Where is it? It's in Maryland somewhere? It's in Gettysburg. Gettysburg, Virginia. No, Pennsylvania. No, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. See, Robert Lee, his blood was running hot. He thought if he could attack the North and take him out there, but he should have stayed in the South. He blew it. Um... I went so many times. It's crazy. <laughs> I have a funny story I'll tell in a different episode All about right. my uncle that made me run Pickett's Charge and then told me I was dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now, there are 2,000 cavalry cats in the scene that can take fifteen, uh, 10 to 15 minutes to make each cat. The sisters continue wow. to update their dioramas while it's on display. Uh, the Browns keep their depictions of carnage family-friendly, which is a bummer for some of us, but good for most of us. <laughs> Originally, I know if you have this like kittens with spears, like bayonets through their neck and stuff. (laughs) So funny you said that. I'll I'll let me skip ahead. Uh, Quote We had one cat whose head had gotten blown off. I mean, his head was there, it was just next to him. (laughs) They opted to remove that figure, deeming it a little too graphic, though there were others with missing or severed limbs. All right. it, It was a dirty war. They don't mess around at the kitten museum. 
More people died of dysentery than of being shot in the Civil War. This is in the article, or you're just no, saying that? I, I studied okay. history in college. <laughs> I, I keep the important facts. Um, ba, 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 ba. There is so a tent where the amputations are performed without <laughs> any <laughs> drugs. Biting the bullet comes from that exact experience. Um, so anyways, we have to go. A cat-themed Civil War museum... It's got it all. It's fun having cat people who aren't into history because they go home wanting to read more about the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not fun having people who are into history who are upset about all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. I love it. You're the bananas of the week. Those, they're the bananas of the week. These two twin homeschooled cat-obsessed Civil War loving <laughs> sisters, Rebecca and Ruth Brown. Hell you yeah. You two are our first twin bananas Good of the week. Job. Congratulations. Thank you, Scotty, for a delightful episode. Always a joy. I'm coming over to your house tomorrow so we can record some ooh, bonus sods together. So excited. And then you and I are doing a dude's night out with a couple other dudes on Friday where we're, we might have a couple drinks. We might have a couple of drinks. We're literally going to the closest that you can imagine as the suburbs to do a bar crawl. I think yes, there's only one are. bar. I think there's, it's a bar I, and a Chili's. There's, there's <laughs> two bars and one of them is a Chili's. <laughs> but I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Me too. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.